Hello, gatherers. We don't have a sponsor this week. However, I do want to announce our first network event, the 365 Days of Movies Challenge. It's a challenge consisting of Eric, Evan, myself, and Tim, as we have to watch one movie a day for a whole year. 365 days, 365 movies. They have to be at least 45 minutes long from start to finish. The challenge will start on June 13th and will be very fun and especially irritating for us. If we miss a day, there's a punishment. From karaoke to prank videos to slap fights to wearing dog cones, we promise you, you'll be entertained with our misfortunes. Again, June 13th, the start of a year of craziness. Now on with the show. A lot of people still consider that to be true. You know, actually, so, I unfriended somebody this week because I found out that he was a he was a flat earther. Really? Yeah. Like, like what? B-O-B? Like diehard believe the Earth was Does actually that flat. How yeah. can that still exist at this moment? Uh huh. Uh-huh. He thought he thought we a lived in like a earther. a snow globe shaped thing. That's really fucking old school, uh, <laughs> like the fucking 15th century <laughs> shit right there. And welcome to the 84th episode of The Gathering. We're a group of geeks based out here in the currently on fire Southern California. Let's start with introductions and the question of the week. What is your favorite Star Trek moments in honor of the passing of Anton Yelchin? Taken too soon. Who would like to go first? Okay, wait. So first off, uh, well, this is Tyler. Uh, is this just all of Star Trek? or Yeah, it- you can go back to the original series, to any of the movies, modern or past. Cool. My number one thing is going to be an episode called, that is arguably the best Star Trek Next Generation episode, called The Inner Light. Uh, the the best, uh, basically the whole thing. That whole episode is the best thing of Star Trek. Uh, fantastic episode. Very tragic and sad. Essentially, there is a an alien that kind of um, takes over John Luke Picard's uh, mind, and he gives him this. He he lives out this whole fake life on this planet, um, where he has a wife and kids and stuff like that, and he's dealing with all this stuff. He's he's very well, you know. He's very well, um, like he's looked up to, and he lives his whole life, and then he they are able to finally take out the alien, and at the end of the episode, they go, "Oh, you you had this control." Or you were under control, um, under this power of this alien, but we got it out of you and everything's okay. And then he kind of has to live with the fact that he just lived a whole life, and like he feels it and remembers everything. And it's just kind of like that reality of like, whoa, like everything that just happened was fake. And it's just a really fantastic episode. Very well done. Very sad. And uh, yeah, my easily isn't, my favorite. Isn't subject that of what everyone goes through every morning when they wake up from a dream? Yeah, but this kind is not, it was like ninety six. Yeah, I think he when yeah, he died, he, died he was ninety six, uh, ninety six years old, and he was he he wakes up, basically you know, think knowing that that he met this woman that he loved and she was fake the whole time. Like no, like it was like on this planet that that, that doesn't even exist. All these characters had nobody had were nobody from the TV show. It was like completely yeah. all new people, a new settlement, new everything. Well, that, that that's a pretty uh, common premise. There's uh, a few episodes. Um, the man who had everything in Superman, the animated series, where Starro gets stuck on him and he has his own life on Krypton. And then the one where Batman's being mind controlled and he thinks that his parents haven't died and Batman never existed. It's pretty cool stuff. I've always liked that. It's the episode where he has the pan flute. And yeah. when, basically when he wakes up, he he has a pan flute on his uh, on his dresser. And that was like the only thing that kind of carries over. And, and throughout the series, and I think in also one of the movies, maybe it's Insurrection, if I remember. Um, or no, you know what? I think it's Nemesis. But it's on the shelf, and he kind of looks at it. And like throughout the show, it's always there, and he looks at it and kind of like after that episode. So it's, it's really, it really, really damages him. 
as a character. And John Luke Picard is my is the best captain, hands down. I will make that bold statement. Well, All right. Boom. I don't think anyone's going to disagree. Before we move on, I'm going to call out Eric right now. And when you get a chance, <laughs> Google Shaker Pint Glass. And all yeah. you'll, the first things to come up on Google are lists of reasons why the beer glass that you are currently drinking beer out of is actually awful for <laughs> beer. Do you want to do a plug in about the beer? Going to throw back. So, That's drinking nice. Tropical Thunder from Bootlegger's Brewery. Bootlegger's Brewery in Fullerton, California. So, all right, all right. The shaker? Shaker pint glass. Like like the the not Puritans in the in the Northeast? So, you, Go to take, you, take, the word, you take the word shake. And you add an R on the end. Yeah, like the the religious group in the in the Northeast. They make they make really bitchin' furniture, and the and Quakers? like uh, the Quakers. No, no, Shakers. Shakers. <laughs> Shakers. Are yeah. You sure it's not the Quakers. Oh, both of them. They're both real groups. Quakers and Shakers. Yeah, Quakers, Quaker oats, right? Yeah, no, no, yeah. No, they also movers. make oatmeal, apparently. Yeah, yeah the oatmeal. Um, all right, all right. I'll check it out. Okay, so Tim, you want to take it away? Yeah, sure, everybody. This is Tim. Um, my favorite moment. I you know I haven't really watched much of the. Series stuff, since I was a kid, I used to watch Next Generation religiously at 5 p.m. and TBS. No, not TBS. I don't know. Probably <laughs> Spike, but it wasn't Spike at the time. It was whatever it was before. TNA. It was TNA as in tits and ass? Yeah. Really? Nah, total nonstop action, I believe. Uh, yeah. I know, whatever. So oh. I, I used to watch Next Generation religiously. I've seen most of the movies. But I, I can't even tell you the context of the sequence, and I can't even tell you how it's resolved. But I remember specifically there was like it was either the fifth or sixth season finale when they were facing the Borg, and Captain Jean Luc Picard gets assimilated into the Borg, and that's how the season ends. Is number one and his crew watch as there's Patrick Stewart standing there, decked out in uh, Borg gear, the assimilated best of both worlds, yeah. part one and two. So, oh, that's what it is. Is it? Was that the season finale, or was it that was like part finale. one of the season finale? Season, season finale. Okay, so then the second part was on the next season. Okay, all right, cool. So then I wasn't wrong it's about that. On season finale. Yeah, no, it was an excellent season finale. I remember watching that, especially for Star Trek. Yeah, because honestly, they didn't really pull like, a lot that. of trip. Yeah, and I remember as like an eight or nine year old watching this, thinking, "Holy shit, that's an." I, maybe I didn't say shit. I probably did, <laughs> but. I remember thinking, holy crap, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, holy poo-poo I, daddy. I remember being a kid just kind of blown away and say, thinking, oh, this hero of mine, this man that I look up to, is now the villain, the antagonist, and just being mind-blown by that. Not, I didn't get angry by it because a lot of people's reactions nowadays, like uh, Captain America being an agent of Hydra, oh, they, people they... get so angry over it. No, when I was an eight-year-old, I was like, Oh my God! This is an amazing twist. Wish I could tell you how it was resolved, and I should one of these days. I need oh, to go back. Oh, he told them to all go to sleep, and they slept, and yeah. they sucked all the the Borg implants out of him. So, and I've literally never seen this episode. And I know this shit. Okay, well, <laughs> just crap you absorb through Facebook and the internet yeah, in general. That's awful. Be, be, so, because still though, I think part of it. Well, what's more, penis. what's more important? To oh, me you know why I know it? Because I watched Star Trek: First Contact so many times. Yes, oh, the Borg implants still now. live throughout his Netflix. body. I am lucky. I am lucky to the Borg. So, uh, I, I, I just my, the point being that it's that moment that I think kind of makes is makes me love like something like Game of Thrones right it's now, where like a really good twist 
to me is important. I, I like twists like that. I got, I got, I got a pick at the end of the episode that goes back to Game of Thrones, but I need your help to remind me of it. Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, well, this is Chris, and um, I didn't really watch much Star Trek, um, but my favorite moment has always been the come. Which the, one? Which one? Well, of course the original, not okay, not, not not the Spock one. That's God. Yeah, God, so lame. <laughs> yeah, that was. The not... movie was so bad. Which one? Into Darkness. Okay, good. I just want to make sure that you said... Dear <laughs> Lord, you just did the same thing twice. I love Wrath of Khan, and it's I just want to make sure... No. <laughs> it's a great movie, no. No, it's not a great movie. How it's a great you? Star Trek movie. It's easily one of the best science sci-fi movies. Not science fantasy, not like well, Star are you Wars. Talking, not science fiction. Whoa, are you talking whoa, 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 with no, context? Where do you draw that line? That's uh, very so easily. Un- there, yeah. it's, you can... Magical powers? Warp speed? That's not magic. Somewhat based in... That is magic. That's not magic. That's technology. Phasers. <laughs> so are lightsabers. Yeah, lightsabers, but how about, how about the force push and the okay, force... Okay, so this it's is an argument that of... dates back to H.G. Wells and Jules Verne. And Jules Verne hated H.G. Wells as an author because he's like, he writes science fantasy. He does not write science fiction. You cannot compare the two of us. Now, I will... I will concede your point that a lot of the stuff that Star Trek does seems like magic, but they do uh, it's more. Sim- I'm pretty they, they- sure they have a shapeshifter and someone who defies the laws of physics within their typical crew. Yes, but okay. they also admit the fact that he is basically a god. Q is a god, and <laughs> it's that was also fantasy? that was it's also no next generation. That's a great point. Next generation is a much more of a. F- science fantasy show that the original Star Trek series was science fiction. But it does also doesn't, watch, it doesn't overtake the whole tone of the show, though. A lot of their science, a lot of the fictional stuff in the movie has a science basis so versus Star Wars. So what is the definition Wars. of the word fiction? Not true. It's not, okay, it has nothing to do with fiction. It's, it's the, science it's, fake shit. We're okay. talking about we're, we're what? You, it, it is right. It's just not real sciencey shit. Yes, if but you call it science fantasy or science are, fiction, it's in the real same life thing. there are always loose terms where terms, you know, like where it's like it's okay. We're just making this basically science fiction started out as one thing, and then what Tim was explaining, but H.G. Wells he created something else. So they had they weren't just going to rename all of science fiction something else or like call all of it science fiction. You have to basically do different subcategories. Like, subcategories. Yeah. Well, so. What would you call uh, Django Unchained? It's a Western. Mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino calls it a Southern because it doesn't take place in the West. It takes place in Arkansas. Yeah, so what, some of my favorite Westerns were filmed in Italy. <laughs> I don't give a shit. It's a Western. But it it's just proves style. the point. It's not it, a location. It, it, it's not a geotag. But that's just proving the point is... It doesn't necessarily completely... That if you make enough money and you make films, you can be pretentious as much as you want? No, it's well, not Well, yeah, that. I mean, that's just Quentin Tarantino. Okay, no, no, wait, not only that, what but is he is a also... Southern okay. even? What is that? What is okay, a Southern no, but, anyway? But, but oh, no, no, is, I mean, like... Being detailed. Gone, gone, like, it's, gone about, it's about details. Like, it's about, like, but it's about... Some movies... You, you, some... gotta, you gotta come in harder than that, man, if you want to get into this. Oh, yeah. The point being is... Some things defy classification. You can't really compare Star Trek to Star Wars because... They're two different categories of films. Star Trek, I don't is, about, Star Trek that. is about exploration. I, I do. Star Trek is about exploration. Star Wars is about first contact. This is like Star the Trek first, first time that about... Tyler and I agree on anything. Well, no. Why? Why? Why can you not refer or or compare Star Trek to Star Wars? Because Star how, do, how does that defy classification? Star Trek is a. It, it's a. And it is not about exploration. That is a loose plot MacGuffin. How are not, okay, it, okay, how, okay? How are they similar besides? They have ships. 
Uh, they take place in space. They deal with... Actually, no. A lot of Star Trek... I mean, yeah, Star Trek, it basically, there's a lot of space travel, but it also, it's always based on a planet. I'm pretty well, sure. Decisions. I'm pretty sure the Starship Enterprise has never been in an atmosphere because it's taking orders from a planet. I'm just saying, like Star Trek is always what? based with the Federation. The Federation gives them the order. They can't. They cannot. They cannot explore without talking to the Federation. Captain Janeway. The Voyagers. What? Wasn't under orders from the Federation for like any of that show except for like the first 20 minutes of the pilot episode. Yes, she was. She was okay. I'm pretty sure they were lost in the Delta Quadrant. For like a season. Okay, so did they <laughs> did they take orders? Okay, there's a difference between survival <laughs> and I thought and, Star and, Trek and, was and about exploration and you were under orders the whole time. If they're lost somewhere, you're trying to survive and getting back to where you were like to get found. Star Wars is about two different sides fighting each other, using magical powers, regardless of what you yeah, think. Yeah, the difference the between force, Star Trek and Star Wars is the force. The force. Well no, I already Not raised you shapeshifters and gods. They had a scientific had explanation for the shapeshifter and the god that could I, live inside a reactor and live in the vacuum of space. Well, once again, we're talking about next generation. I'm Which is also oh, oh, the shapeshifter's DS9. Yeah, it's true. Oh fuck, DS9. Yeah, thank well, you. Where else do you want to go? I'm sorry. Do you want to go to to green women in the original show? But here's the thing, though. It doesn't overtake the whole tone tone of the show. It doesn't also take over the whole story. Q is in like. Nine episodes out of, well, how many episodes? 178? I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. So out of a, Q is in nine episodes of 100-something okay, okay. something episodes. That That's not prominent. That that doesn't define a whole series. Okay. Not so every series is, con, is you know, is, uh, is oh, my wife, what's the word I'm talking about? Okay, so of? Star well, Trek no, no, First no. Contact might be one of the arguably best Star Trek films yeah. that's been made. How was that movie about exploration? I'm pretty sure that movie is about they stopping got, an got. invasion. They of Well, we're, we're, we're getting off track. Okay. We're, so science fiction versus science fantasy. Science fiction has a basis in science fact and yeah. science reality. Time travel So my is question scientific. to you is, in Star Wars, what about what they do in that movie is based in any science fact? About the same amount of science that's involved in Star Trek. There, there's a lot more science involved in Star Trek <laughs> yeah, than there is in Star Wars. I'm sorry. Well, uh, no. well I, I, as someone who practically doesn't watch either of them, it is true. When it comes to Star Trek, I've always imagined it being more space, uh, science-based and Star Wars being more fantasy-based because their definition or the explanation they always give you is the dumbest load of crap by just saying it's Midi a mystical. Chlorines. Yeah, it's a mystical <laughs> teleporters. Yeah, well, the the whole thing is that sooner or later, teleporters False. might exist. It is an but they, but they have, of fiction. But they have an ac- explanation. They for, have an explanation for the force. Yeah, midi chlorines. It yeah. still makes no sense. That still makes, it no, makes sense. no sense. I'm not. I'm not defending the. Fa- their I'm not. No, so no. What we're not saying that science fiction or science fantasy is better than one another. We're just saying they're two different classifications. Okay, so I always take this one back to a, you know, a, a sword. <laughs> sword, sword thing. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, good. Uh, he I actually had, had a really good in. point, but he, he wasn't hard enough in there. Well, then to, let to Paul say, yeah, yeah. Paul's point. Go. Oh, no, I mean, uh, my favorite Star Trek moment <laughs> is uh, <laughs> I like Rathacon, uh and uh, when Spock puts his hand to the when he's dying, yeah, and he's like, "You, you have been and always so wait, will be my friend." So, do we just get the same moment in a row? No, that's actually <laughs> no. no his, I love that moment. My, mine's right after his. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I love that moment when yeah. you know it's, it, it's, it's, the, his, it, it's a culmination of his be, friendship, his decade long yeah. decades long friendship. You have been friendship. and always will be my friend. You have and, been. You know, he dies and 
Well, yeah. the, then, and then you had Star moment. Trek Three: The Search and for I, Cock. You know, I mean, Spock. <laughs> I love the original <laughs> series. I never watched Next Generation. I didn't really care uh, for it. You're missing out. I'm all about the original series. I love the original I'm, series. I, I think Next Star Generation Trek, takes itself too seriously and kind of is boring. And I love that line. I'm not going to disagree with you. See, I like it. I like the. I, I like. I could not get into the original series. Oh yeah, I don't, it's too campy for me. I love the campiness. I mean, it's sixties. Like, no, uh, I understand. In fact, I got into the show because of the the reboot, the uh, the first one. Oh, um, okay. The, Chris Pine. Yeah, yeah I, I I hated Star Trek like all my life. Oh wow! I thought yeah, it was a I, piece I of shit. That. I hated that show. Oh, in I fact, it would come it. on and I'd be like, oh, turn the you channel, change fuck it, this shit. Yeah. And then I saw the reboot. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is a See, good you know what show. Th- and I actually went back and I watched the original series and really loved it. I never got into the original series, but. As you know, a kid, and, you know, into my early teenage years, I could, you know, I could reliably go home from school and turn on Spike TV or FX and catch a rerun of the Next Generation, and even having or Mash, or Mash, yeah, yeah, yeah. but even have with Star Trek with <laughs> TNG, with actively being a Star Wars fan and and kind of despising Star Trek just on its nature because. You're that I was, asshole. I was. And I still <laughs> apparently I told him was an asshole too. No, no, no. no. Uh, I, you're, I hated, you're not even. I looked down on Star Trek because it wasn't Star Wars. Yeah, like, but I thought I, yeah. it was we're, shit. Which is fine. We're not ar- it's older than Star Wars. I know, but uh, we're not Star arguing. Star Trek has always been fucking boring to me. You don't. You don't get to defend my choice of calling myself an asshole right now. We're, we're not arguing whether or not Star Trek or Star Wars is better. We were arguing. What the science fiction? Like what what yeah, 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 yeah. okay, okay. genre so, is no, it? No, um, but you're right. So the thing about the thing about going home and watching an episode of The Next Generation is even having almost no context, absolutely zero context. I could drop into an episode of The Next Generation and understand everything about it. I didn't. I didn't need anything else to go with it. And, I, mean, I feel that way about the original series. You could just jump into yeah. it and enjoy it. But I feel like The Next Generation, you have to know like the backstory of these characters. Like there's so much baggage or something like you have to really like watch all the episodes before you get to that moment like it's more serialized you can't really just yeah. you know jump into it jump and enjoy it. it and i, I don't know i feel like next generation is kind of like in and you know again i have a, a very uh small watch exposure it. to next generation it's on netflix but it feels like uh you know the scenes in the, the prequels star wars prequels where they're like talking about trade federation <laughs> and taxation and all that shit that's what like that's, next generation that's feels what like to I me like like that's what i like about you know but that's what you liked about star wars what was talking about trade federation shit yeah and, i feel like that's blockades? what next generation is you know and like, that's what i like, like no, but that's what i'm saying that's what i like about star trek the uh next generation the is, rich history i well the rich history i liked basically how it was political you know it was like hey you know it was you going through the orders it's like we are representing, you know, the Federation, and we're going up against enemies. We're going up against, you know, finding other species that we can basically, you know, kind of teach. Be like, hey, we're all living at peace. We're all working together. Are you in? Are you out? And then and whatnot. I mean, and I love how the original series is totally um, like it's all adventure. Like, just, we, we here's a new adventure every every talk. episode. You know, yeah. it's like it's like it's just a different tone. It's like this adventure and like oh they're gonna explore this planet and oh shit all these redshirts die. And they move on. Like, Study on the Edge of uh, Forever is a <laughs> yeah. fantastic episode. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. A great episode. Written by Harlan there. Ellison. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, fantastic science fiction writer from the mid-1900s. Uh, beautiful wrote, um, I Have No Mouth and I'm a Scream. Uh, okay, and everybody's going to be blank stare. So we're going to move on. All right, <laughs> so this is Eric. What else did he write? Um, his... Didn't he write Forever War, or who was that? 
Forever War? Yeah. I have no idea what that is. No. Um, so he, he was he cut his teeth as a short story writer. Yeah. Uh, so Strange Wine is arguably his most famous collection. But uh, I have no mouth and I'm a scream is another one. Okay. Um, Forever War is one of the seminal classics in sci-fi bookmaking history. Because it's actually, basically it's all about uh, relativity. And it's called the Forever War because it lasts like a thousand years because they have to travel near the speed of light to get to these different places. Oh, Jesus. So it might only be, you know, six months to a year for them to travel, but it the travel time takes 50 to 100 years mm. in relative terms. It's the end of Ender's Game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which right, so sucked. I fucking is, hated that. This ending. is Eric, and my favorite Star Trek moment is going to be um, in Star Trek First Contact when... Jean-Luc Picard uh, understands that the Enterprise is lost. Oh. And he is sending his men uh, in escape pods down to the Earth and is like, try to stay out of history's way. Just that, that moment where he recognizes that, you know, it's, he's fucked. It's done. See, wait, wait, wait. You picked that over, like, the whole him and Lily scene? Yes. I love that. I love that scene. I just well, when he's, in, when he's in his cabin... And he freaks out that he's not going to destroy the ship. And he shouts, no! And he smashes his display case. It's not just that. It's just the whole scene. It's yeah, like, Patrick Stewart doesn't do angry well. At least not like that. You watch him in Green Room, he does angry really yeah, well. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, I mean, I, I, If I was going to pick anything besides that moment, the remember, one that I just also chose, Picard- I would have chose when he went into the holodeck and and did the... Um, the gun? The Nicky the Nose. Yeah. Uh, that, well, that moment's funny, but... The whole thing with, with Next Generation, when you watch it, Picard uh, even talks about it, actually, several times. Um, the whole thing with him is that he has trained his whole life and was taught his whole life to basically keep a level head. Um, and the fact is, is that in the show, he rarely freaks out. See, especially... we're back to, to Paul's point. That's way too much baggage and everything to bring uh, into that. Well, I mean, that's, here's that's the thing. Picard I respect is a very... Picard. I think he's a great captain. He's just not my captain. But see, he's just Kirk he's, is my captain. He's That's so just, he, he's so tragic, and you know he's gone. Captain through... Kirk's whole ideologue, whole idiom in life was, "Huh, this is a new species. I should put my penis in it." Exactly. That's or, awesome. Or, <laughs> or, 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 it's like, it's, it's like, hey, what does this button do? Don't press it. I'm gonna press it, and that's yeah. pretty much it. Uh, that's, that's the same thing with putting well, the, the Cobra Knight maneuver. That yeah. was pretty cool. That one. Anyway, the Cobra yeah, that, what's that line from uh, from Clerks Two? Man. I could have been an astronaut. I could have been the first guy to go to Mars and meet a Martian. And fuck and it. Fuck it. <laughs> Come home, people walk past people in the street. Look at him. Homeboy, homeboy fucked, fucked a Martian. Martian. <laughs> <laughs> and this is The Gathering. Now join The Gathering. Alright, so we're back. Um, science fiction versus science fantasy. I'm not letting this one go. This one's close to my heart. Um, and I had a point that I didn't make in the intro. This differentiation between science fiction and science fantasy in my head is the same fight that you get with people about high fantasy and low fantasy. God damn it, that's exactly what I was going to bring up. Well, t- yeah, well, there we are. We're on the same mind. Exactly. It's, it's realistically the same shit, and it's completely arbitrary where individuals draw that line. Actually, I completely disagree because here's the thing with, okay, with. With restrictions, there's so many restrictions. Like uh, that goes through that basically makes all these subcategories. What restrictions? Okay, uh, we're no. 
Eric. (laughs) (laughs) What? How do you describe the different? Well, what is high fantasy and what is low fantasy? It's not clear cut to me. Um, well, in what would be examples? I have never so, okay. heard this term before. What High fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. So it came the... out, it was a literary term to describe the growing amounts of fantastical elements and just random sorcery shit that was happening within fantasy novels. Cl- classical and, examples being High Fantasy, Lord of the Rings. No, no, no. Yes, Lord of the Rings is yep. low fantasy. No, Lord of the Rings is absolutely high fantasy. Point? So would Game of Thrones be low fantasy? Absolutely. Magic yeah. and shit? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, is there a value a judgment attached to high no. and low fantasy? Or just no, not really. It's the amount of magical shit going yeah, on. Yeah, it's the amount I'm of unexplainable things that's just <laughs> taken away by magic. Brings me oh. to uh, that funny moment in The Simpsons where they keep asking Xenon, how did this happen? And he keeps saying, oh, wizard did it. Like that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Yep. That would be okay. high But fantasy. when you start getting closer to the middle, something like, um, like Lord of the Rings, where there is magic... But it's not super prevalent. It just it's happens. more of like an act of God, really. Yeah. But okay. But here's the thing: you cannot compare Xena or Hercules to fucking Warcraft. Why How? not? Okay. Um. If you look at the opening credits of Hercules: The Legendary Journeys, there's a big fucking snake. How are you both on the <laughs> same idea of Hercules? Because I was. Totally. Oh, where, lost. where did you go? Kevin Sorbo will always be my Hercules. Johnson, Kevin Sorbo in the conversation. The, yeah, the Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many. Her- well, that's what. Oh wait. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kevin it. Sorbo was Hercules. Fuck that. Well, well, I also no, said Xena, yeah. so that's also. Like, I, I <laughs> yeah. Mean, I mean, but that's the thing is like there wasn't too heavy magic. Like when you go to Warcraft. Uh, excuse me. Um, there were Hercules gods. Was the son of a god, and his family was killed by Hera when she got jealous of him. And killed everybody with magic, which set him out on his legendary fucking journeys. And he fought shit like hydras and fucking killed things, beheaded things. Okay, yeah. but did we see that in the series? Yes, we yes, did. Yes, we did. Oh, and in fact, we saw the death of his family <laughs> every week. I did yeah. not watch enough of it then. <laughs> yeah, you probably did it. Yeah. Also, also, Bruce Campbell is like double backflips. That's fucking fantasy, man. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, Bruce Campbell. He, he was you know like what? 100 pounds lighter but back then. then. Again, and have you watched <laughs> Ash vs. Evil Dead? I have not. You're an asshole, so uh, your opinion does not matter. <laughs> you're an asshole, too. <laughs> well, yeah, a, but I've seen Ash vs. Evil Dead. Like, he did a front flip during a, a, on a, an audition one time. I think I wouldn't know. Did he? Okay, well, like wait, wait, wait. I, it, it was in the commentary for Army of Darkness. He was mentioning that he did like, no, a front I flip. I don't like those movies, so. What fuck the you. fuck? All right, Eric, are you're you no serious? longer the asshole. He is. <laughs> what? You knew that. I don't Evil care. Evil Dead fucking 2 amazing. is fantastic. Okay, okay. I love all three equally. I, the oh first one the first one has some rough spots for me. The third well, one was good. That's, oh, yeah. yeah. That's I love the third one. But they're all really cool movies. Yeah. And how can you not like them? I just, I just, I don't, I, I don't uh, like Sam Raimi. Well, no, what? I, I, no, I, I'll, I'll back this one up. I actively don't like Sam Raimi either. Um, I mean, drag me to hell was fucking bullshit. The old Spider-Man movies suck. Dark Man, the first, okay. the first okay, Spider-Man you're like movie was hurting me. Spider-Man here. Two is awesome. Um, Spider-Man Spider-Man One and Two is the quick and Spider-Man the dead. You can put Amazing Spider-Man One and Two together, and it won't come half as close I'm, to Spider-Man Two. See, Thank I, you oh, very dude, much. I'm fucking proud of you two right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just picked it up and served it right back. <laughs> <laughs> See, that gets I don't, a high five. I don't like <laughs> I like Amazing Spider-Man because I like Spider-Man. Now, now the movies weren't what exactly... What the fuck? You like Amazing Spider-Man? Thank no. you! What yeah. the hell? Yeah. We missed an important point. You like Amazing Spider-Man because you like Spider-Man. Of uh, the Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. No, no, okay, so you like Amazing Spider-Man because you like Andrew Garfield. Yes. 
Uh, you got a hard on for that, like quaffed hair and don't know that. Horrible He's like movie. shaking my world <laughs> here. It is so fucking horrible. Uh, it is worse than Spider Man Three. This is the most <laughs> insane. Bad. No. This is the so most emotional bad. Paul has ever oh been on this god. podcast. I can't believe that. Oh my god! I'm <laughs> out right now. He hates Sam Raimi. Then he says Andrew Garfield oh is a better oh. Spider Man. Oh man! <laughs> oh my god! I'm so sorry. I like my Spider Man making jokes. Exactly what the comics and everything else beforehand would do. But he was so emotionless Toby throughout McGuire the whole thing. Tobey Maguire was fucking terrible. Tobey Maguire sucks. But that doesn't mean so okay. Hard. But because Andrew Garfield Were you may have been attention more to the movies. <laughs> like there's so. Many- oh my god! How can you say Spider Man Two is so much better? He's so like, terrible. Okay, Tyler. Oh, no, terribly Tyler, good. Just, He's so no. good. Just because oh Steve Biscuit. I, I, seriously, oh my god, he was great movie. in Sea Biscuit. <laughs> Fuck you! No, what all right, that? I'm off board. I was gonna try and help you for a second there, but no, I'm off board. Sea <laughs> Biscuit was terrible. That movie's great. No, I'm saying Should he was. Fuck your own ass. He was terrible in Sea Biscuit. He was terrible in everything. I don't like Tobey Maguire. The movie that he came out with, Jake Gyllenhaal, where he was a Marine and he got lost. Oh, he became a prisoner of war. That was a fucking great movie. Tobey Maguire. Brothers. Yeah, Brothers. Brothers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brothers yeah, was, was a fucking a great, great movie. movie. Yeah. I don't know. So that that's movie. a He's dark a fucking movie. I don't know that movie. Watch it. it- yeah. I just don't like Tobey Maguire. It will Maguire. change your mind. It will. I, like, I, I don't like depressed Spider-Man. Why do I want to see depressed Spider-Man? Okay, yeah, three- but okay, okay. So that's fair. I, I totally understand the point. And this is where I was going to go. So you don't like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. However, so you more appreciate what Andrew Garfield did as Spider-Man. Still, though, that doesn't save what is a, especially Amazing Spider-Man 1, which is basically a retread of Spider-Man 1 is literally the same movie yeah. with a different villain. There's nothing good about it. It's not even that much funnier. Honestly, Spider-Man 1 is a funnier movie. Just Spider-Man isn't funny. The movie is funny, not Spider-Man. It's funny because Willem Dafoe's acting. Like, yeah. I, I, no, yeah. I love Willem Dafoe. Like, I think he did a great job for what He's he was still working one with. still one of the, the seminal what he was classic. working with. Uh, for comic book movie villains, I would rank Willem Dafoe easily in the top five. Because, okay, it's because yeah. he is such a good they, actor. Come, and come up all- with anyone better than Willem Dafoe. Yeah, give me a second. Uh, Heath Ledger? Nah. He, no, no, no. Not, well, not one. Joker I gotta come up with five. Better than uh, Aaron Eckhart? No. Oh, God, no. As Harvey Dent? Oh, yeah. No. He was Bullshit. Bullshit. Fuck you. He was amazing. Oh, he no. wasn't a villain. Dr. He Octopus. wasn't a villain. Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man 2. I will say that. Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man 2 was amazing. I forgot his name. No, he cannot okay, okay, use no, no, no. Alfred Molina because he said, no, you said those movies suck. Yeah. I got to do comic book I said the movie suck. Okay. So, best comic book villain is going to go to Hugo Weaving for Red Skull. Red Skull was great. No, really? Yeah. I hated, I hated his accent. I'm not gonna lie. I don't fucking movie. care. Just better than he when was he was a drag queen Priscilla. Actor. I don't know. I don't know. But the, the villain, I liked it. The intention was absolutely fucking clear. You, you knew what he like, was about. There was no wavering about him, like like Doctor. He's like Nazis as villains. Loki. Okay, no, no, uh, Hiddleston. Great. Okay, Tyler. Tyler. This is Eric's. I gotta get to five. Okay, so we got Hugo Weaving. You can't use Loki now because Loki's been brought up. No, what do you mean I can't? Okay, you did this to Tyler with comic book movies and. Fights on train, so. <laughs> okay, fine. Fuck it, I'll take it out. All right, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta punt for one year. I'll, I'll go after that. Um, I, I did love Willem Dafoe. I will give you that. He was fantastic in, in Spider-Man. Uh, Gene Hackman in the first no. Superman. Okay, no, Tyler, As let Lex him Luther, let him finish his point. Let, I, let's get through all I five. I think that fit the, the total theme of what that movie was about. I, I don't enjoy it personally anymore, but... 
Gene Hackman was the perfect Lex Luthor to Christopher Reeves' Superman. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree. I mean, I don't agree generally, but I, I want you to finish your point. You got three more villains to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, the, uh, the Captain General Major, what was his name from X-Men 2? Oh, Brian William Stryker. Brian William Cox. Stryker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. William Stryker. That, that uh, unequivocally, yes, great villain. <laughs> well, yeah. not only that, but Brian Cox is one of the best working actors today. I uh, will say that. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Him, him and Red, God. No, uh, him and Super Troopers. That, yes. that shows his range more. There than it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I actually liked him more in Red, though, as a rush as a horny Russian, like basically like. Just, just, yeah. gen- but generally, he's a great actor. Oh is no, what we're he's, saying. he's, I guess, like, one of the best actors working today. Him and Troy, fucking guy. Oh, fuck Troy. No, but worst uh, fucking movie. But was, he was, was amazing. He was so unrecognizable too. I love that guy. He looks exactly he looks, the he's, same. He looks like he's a long stringy hair. <laughs> <laughs> he's just balding and trying to, you know, glom onto it with a with a ponytail. Okay, uh, and then Ultron. Okay. Yeah. So you really you liked Ultron as a villain? I did. I did because I, I I did too, but a lot of people didn't. Oh no, I thought it filled out Tony Stark's character. Oh, Paul perfectly. disagrees. No, oh yeah, Paul, well, I'm gonna want to uh, hear this when Eric's done, please. When, I just when thought Eric's he was done. a lame villain. Like he didn't really his voice do much. I mean, he sounded cool and the whole like he was really cool and he was Mark One. Mm-hmm. He's very threatening, but after yeah. that, he didn't really do much. No, no people I, had I nightmares right. there's, there's of him in the Mark One. Yeah. There's definitely the not that, a lot of payoff at the end of it. The thing that bothered me is like in the middle of the movie, they were fighting in the tanker. And, like, Iron Man flies off fighting Ultron, mm. and they're all, like, infected by whatever, Scarlet Witch's uh, visions. Sequence, yeah. And he, like, destroys Ultron by himself, and he goes and stops the Hulk from destroying that city. Yeah. So why have the Avengers if Iron Man could just, like, resolve everything on his own? No, no, I'm not saying it was a, it was a fantastic... Well, it could have been resolved by him. But that's the whole point of Ultron, though, is you defeat his body, but his you mind is still around. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like uh, you could, th- there there were definite flaws, but yeah. as somebody that as a Terminator fan at my core, <laughs> and I and I see Skynet everywhere today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I he was it. he was a reasonable villain. It yeah. just wasn't like one of the greats. I don't think. Oh, well, that's a good like my point. Five. He was a reasonable villain. I think that's what makes him so strong is because they did a good job of working on his motivations. You may I not agreed with him, but you understood the best where he was coming in from. Avenger, uh, in Ultron, it was uh, Tony Stark. It's himself. Yeah, I think he's the villain. He was mostly. also the he's villain in Iron Man Three. If you're gonna make that kind of logic, yeah, yeah. In Civil I mean, War, he's... he was gonna be my five, but Loki got taken off the table. So I got I got a punt for my backup, uh, Lee Merriweather as Catwoman in the 1966 Batwoman. Okay, Batman. well that's hilarious. If anything, mostly this is just... because she's a babe. Yeah, and I'm on board, and she's the least ridiculous part of that whole film. Well, you you know what you just proved that best. Comic book villains is a totally subjective topic. There's hey, no... kind of like science fiction versus science fantasy. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not disagreeing, but that's part of the fun of arguing. I really thought that was going to get into another fight, guys. I'm sorry. That... No, 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 we... no, but I actually agree Tim with Tim was him. actually really we, level-headed about that We all agreed on that response. one. <laughs> I thought I had a dig, and it just didn't go anywhere. I like how it was just so flat. Where it's just, yeah. No, I... like, yeah, you're right. No, I'm not going to disagree. I, I love arguing, but I... Everyone when we're going to say, oh, something subjective. What, what do you think I'm about not... Winter Soldier? Do you think he's a good villain? No, I he's didn't not think, a villain. No. He's I didn't an think he was a good There's villain. There's a difference between a yeah. villain just and an antagonist. Just like Catwoman. What? Fuck you, man. How, well, just like Harvey Dent in The Dark Knight. Okay, he's not okay. a villain. He's an antagonist. You know what? Yeah, and, and uh, also, like, and it's not a movie, but in um, uh, Jessica Jones, the uh, the cop, he's not a villain. He just he's just an antagonist. He's not even an antagonist. 
No, he was. Uh, did you end? finish Jessica Jones? Maybe, maybe yeah. in two episodes. He tried to kidnap the girl. Yeah. That happens. But he becomes he becomes the mini boss. Yeah, he's a he's he's a yeah because he he goes all dark side through it. But God, it was such a stupid twist. I really was yeah. really disappointed in the last well, four. He's episodes. a really shitty the, character in the comic, so yeah, Nuke. that's fair. <laughs> what is he's what what is the character's name Nuke. in the comics? Nuke. Yeah, Nuke. I so just bad. like that moment in uh, the Captain America comic book where Captain America just beats the shit, shit out, out of him. Nuke and then has this long speech about being an American. It's having mm. a choice, not. Oh. It's having the choice to do something, not. Well, I, mean, I got a, I got a good next? villain, uh-huh. Magneto. No, oh, I, fuck. I, I, I hated him in the movies. What? You don't like Ian McKellen in the movie? I don't. Nope. Really? Nope. No, because Bad. my what Magneto. About Fastbender? When, when I Fastbender was good, but it was still along the same vein Fastbender. as McKellen. Mm, fucking so crazy. When, okay, no, you gotta take. I also hate no, X Men. You, you gotta take it back to 2000 when the first X Men movie came out, when Brian Singer effectively recreated the comic book franchise for film. Yep. And gave us all the movies that we have today. So, fantastic job. I love a lot of things about the X-Men movies. But, in my brain, my growing up in the 90s watching animated cartoons on the weekends, the, watching the X-Men animated show, Magneto was a fucking beast. Yeah. And then you cast him into this movie as like a frail old man that has wild powers. I just didn't give a shit. I was just pissed off. See, I also just hate oh. X-Men. And so then, I, and then I that first that time when he shoots all the bullets at the cops and he stops one, one of the bullets right in the dude's fucking head. It's like, it's fucking made out of lead, you fools. It's not magnetic. I was pissed. <laughs> oh, I'm still angry today. The, the, the only thing I... That, that I think Ian McKellen did right as Magneto was when they did it in the third one where he lifts up the San Francisco... Golden Gate well, Bridge. That's a spectacle. Oh, but yeah, but that's yeah. the thing. That's Magneto. That's what yeah. Magneto does. He does I, fucking or, or amazing fast things. Or walk, you know, you know gonna, lifting the stadium. Yeah, that was I'm awesome. Gonna I'll, agree, I'll give you I'm going to agree with Eric. I didn't really like Ian McKellen Magneto that much. I did like Fastbender. It wasn't Ian McKellen. It was just how it was. It wasn't Ian McKellen, but it's just the way it was written. But I like Fastbender's Magneto. Because he's working for Nazis and shit. And he turns evil through the course of first class. He's an awesome actor that probably would have done better with better material. Just like for me, Tom Lee Jones and Batman Forever would have been. Tom Lee Jones would have been a fucking phenomenal Two Face if they had written it in the 90s. Well, yeah, if it wasn't the nineties and they had written it right, like, honestly, he would have been a fantastic, terrifying Two Face. If they had somebody who the... knew how to, write, who, if they knew somebody who he knew was how up to against write. Val Kilmer as Batman, that movie was not gonna be fantastic. <laughs> Val that's, Kilmer okay, is Batman. Michael Keaton is Batman. He, he, oh, uh, Val Kilmer as Batman is way, way better than George Clooney as Batman. Number one, and even George Clooney what? says that. <laughs> number, <laughs> number two. What the hell is going on here? Number two. This like a twist. I love oh this. my lord! <laughs> Did anyone read that article that I posted in the Facebook? Page? Negative. Oh, you fucking. Well, asshole. I'm not. Because they, they <laughs> based on what about, you said here, they talk <laughs> I'm about so Val Kilmer. No, okay. So wait, I want to go back to Paul's point about uh, Magneto. Um, <sighs> Fastbender. I loved Fastbenders. Yeah, uh, Magneto. Great. But what killed me was Days of Future Past, when you know that Fastbender becomes McKellen. You know, his Magneto becomes McKellen's Magneto. Yeah. But I could believe, watching X-Men First Class, that Michael Fassbender's Magneto would become the Magneto of my childhood. Yeah. Actually, I have a point yeah. against that. Like fucking Asteroid M Magneto, yeah. I have a point against that. You can compare seasoned uh, Magneto from the first three X-Men movies, because one thing is, okay, but, okay, not, not X-Men 3, but X-Men 1 and 2 and the Days of Future Past in, in the future besides that. Okay, he didn't really have anything to fight really against. There wasn't really a huge fucking threat like there was in Days of Future Past, where basically they were going to kill all of the mutants, these robotic beasts. Um, 
you know, also like you know. So you're gonna say that I, I can't make my judgmental points about him because gonna, no, 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 no. But, but, but what I'm, I'm saying so is confused. no. But what I'm saying is, is like Magneto. <laughs> I mean, what are they really doing? Magneto is the one. What point are you trying to make? He's right fighting now. for mutant rights. He's always done that. Yeah. Yes, I know, but he's not being as forceful as like the newer movies. He's now. like. There's not really a bigger threat. It's like, he's like the Malcolm. Actually, he's no. like, Magneto is yeah, the Malcolm, Malcolm X, X Malcolm to X. Yeah, uh, and, and the Professor, Professor X is, is uh, Martin, Martin Luther, Luther King, King Jr. Yeah. yeah, well, the whole thing, I, I kind running, of running it right through with the race relations all the way. Uh, yeah, I, I oh. kind of, I kind of uh, understand what he's trying to go with. But the thing is, in X Men, the first movie, he was trying to. Um, Turn all the humans into mutants, right? Exactly. But then the in the was, second there was no one, opposing force until the end. Yeah, he but then the, the second force. one, he decides because to they become... didn't know what he was trying to do. Why? Why? Of course, there was no opposing yeah. force. No, yeah. I know that. But what I'm saying, like, you guys wanted him to exert all this power, but uh, I wanted him. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not talking about his power. We're talking about yes, him we are. As we a... were, yes, we were. No, no <laughs> I wanted him to levitate down the Statue of Liberty torch with his flowing cape. And his helmets and his fucking roided out biceps yeah. and deltoids. Why? Why when these new that is, that would have no, been pretty no, fucking no, cool. That was the no, no, vision no, 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 from no. my childhood? No, but, but what I'm saying is these newer movies are the prerequisites of that movie. He's done that before. It didn't work out well. So now he's doing it a subtle way. There's no reason no, no. Why, that, why a villain cannot change his ways. My problem is when it like, first okay. happened in his first appearance that he wasn't the Magneto that I wanted him to be. Yeah, I, I thought I, I have no I, idea what you I mean. He was about. he was too old. Like he just didn't feel like virile. Like he didn't feel like a threat. He like he was a philosophical threat, but yeah. not a physical threat. No, he was yeah, a, he was a Star Trek was a threat, not a Star threat. Wars threat. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He was just, <laughs> just make our point for it. He was just. Well, the, okay. I'll go next. No, I, I have my list but, of five. But um, oh, this is the thing just, we're going for. Five? I just oh, I thought so. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I was perfectly fine with uh, Ian McKellen Magneto. I mean, it wasn't like the because I grew up in well, the see, I don't X like animated X-Men. series, no, and I, I love the animated series, and it really wasn't that Magneto, and I was kind of disappointed. But I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was great. I just enjoyed Fastbender's Magneto more because it was more like what I saw or what I envisioned in, in the cartoon. Yeah, it's like um, like uh, Jack Nicholson Joker. I thought it was fine. I didn't really like that version of Joker, but I because but I you know it was fine. Agreed. But when the Heath Ledger Joker came over, they like. Blew my mind. That was like exactly what I thought of the Joker, and it was amazing. It was way better than. Uh, See, Jack I disagree, Nicholson. but like I don't know. For me, uh, like, I, I think another villain who did really good. Uh, the movie may be mediocre. I personally like it because I just love the series so much. Um, I really like Tilda Swinton and Constantine. Yeah, she was all right. Uh, Peter okay. Stormare was the villain in that movie. No, he's Tilda Swinton. A was. villain. Yeah, he's a in villain. The movie, but he's a very minor villain. Tilda Swinton's kind of the mastermind. Uh, do you have your list of five? Do you have list of five? Said, yeah, I, I had, had uh, I really liked Tilda Swinton as Gabriel because I thought she was just really interesting. I thought she just one thing she's a phenomenal actress, but she really made you like you know really like her. And then at the end you're like fuck, what, what the fuck that bitch? Like the whole movie, I don't know the whole ending of it. Um, Heath Ledger, jo- Heath Ledger Joker, Tom Hiddleston, Brian Cox, Alfred Molina, and I really like Cesar Romero as Joker. Okay, I've oh the you old said boy, all of that way too fast. Joker? Yeah, well, no, no. we couldn't rebuttal that. Well, 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 no, the other ones were but like... do one at a time and let us have times to rebuttal. It was Tilda Swinton, Brian okay. Cox, Alfred, Alf, Alfred uh, Molina, uh, Tom Hiddleston, and then... Um, yeah, that's not time for rebuttal, but whatever. Okay. Cesar Romero. Well, I mean, we already talked about three of them. <laughs> we already talked about those ones I went by I quickly. I think one common so thread Swinton with all those Cesar villains Romero. is that they're like, you can empathize with them, you know? Yeah. Like you kind of see their point of view, and you can... They don't seem completely evil, like... 
they, you know, like I, I, I think that's what what makes a good villain is like they don't seem completely evil. Like they're so you empathize. They have with them. reasons care, behind what they're yeah, exactly. doing. They have reasons, and you like really empathize with them, and you can, you see their point of view. So. I think those are good choices. Yeah. I mean, it could also be Thunderbolt Ross in Civil War. Now, granted, he wasn't good. I mean, he would. I also wouldn't call him a villain. He's more of the antagonist. Once he wasn't again. even really which in is there. An, which is a completely yeah. different argument: villains versus antagonists. Yeah. Well, there's also antiheroes too, which really sucks. So there's like three different. Yeah, but levels. antiheroes are more regularly protagonists, like Breaking Bad. Uh, yeah. Wal- uh, Walt oh. is. Gus Fring. Uh, Gus Fring is an amazing villain. Yeah, that he's a villain. That's oh, very Lord. true. But that... Walt is an anti-hero. He is the protagonist of the show, yeah. but he is the epitome of an anti-hero. Yeah. And also, isn't Better Call... I haven't seen Better Call Saul, so, I mean, what is Saul no, like he's, in that show? He, well, he, I wouldn't call him a hero, but he's not an anti-hero. He's trying he's, to get by. Yeah, he's, he's a hustler. He's just trying to make money. Yeah. I know plenty of hustlers out there yeah, who sure. are not... Evil people are even anti-heroes. They're just hustlers. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I, it really, it kind of sucks with that. It's like, you know, anti-hero, antagonists, you know, villains. Why does that suck? It makes more interesting stories. No, yeah, so you're true. not getting the same story No, no, no. Over oh, my God. Are we fighting over nuance? Like, like fiction well, and fantasy? Well, we're not really, we're not really fighting over it. I'm just, <laughs> That's it, been it, the entire like, episode. We're, yeah. You're we the have... moderator. You should have been on board with this from the beginning. No, no, but... but I, I am. I'm, I, I was proving a point. No, but... No, but, yeah, but, no, but... No, my that po- it's all fucking nuance. No, 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 no. No, I love it. I'm, oh, if you let me finish, all I was trying to say was, I like it, but it sucks because, like, if you were to get... You know, to say, oh, I don't believe in that, like you just kind of just did. It's like, it's hard for us to kind of describe it without, like, you know, trying to convince you. Were you were the one that said that there was very specific points that I'm made agreeing. It- no, I'm saying that I, I like the fact that there are antiheroes, antagonists, and then villains. But you I'm just saying said it is, sucked. I you did, literally. I was just saying it sucks because it's hard for us to basically have to battle you if somebody else would be like, well, I Ooh. think they're all the same. I like that. I was just given all kinds of power. You're the villain. It sucks to battle me. No, I'm, I'm it was so an example. Careful. It was an example of somebody who basically I think that there's that they're all the same. That was the example of what you did before with sci-fi and sci-fi fantasy. Nobody, under, okay, God damn it! What are you saying? I have. No he's idea trying to say he's fuck. trying to make a point that we made this point before by you saying that it's all the same. And it sucks that we had to do it again. Exactly. Thank you, Chris, who's been understanding me this whole time. I was just cool. drinking beer. Do you guys just want to have a... <laughs> that's all I was doing. I was, like, I was like, when is Tyler going to finish? I'm going to drink some beer. <laughs> that's all I was doing. <laughs> Sorry. Damn. If anyone's still listening to this podcast, please email us at thegrandgeekgathering at gmail.com. Uh, thegrandgeekgatheringmain at gmail.com, Oh, that, that's the one, yeah. <laughs> if if I were you, I would be completely confused by it. And, you know, I'm on the podcast, and I'm completely you confused You can contact right us on our site. <laughs> Yeah, you go to the website. We have a whole graph com. we can explain yeah. to you. It's, it's easy. <laughs> it's like a flow chart. You know, it takes place over time. Well, it's, it's like the plot It'll take six months for Tyler to make because after five minutes, he'll get confused and start writing something We'll else. send out the PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, it'll take six months for Tyler to make. Okay, so um, we're going to take a hard segue, something that Tyler doesn't know how to do, and we're going to go into Microsoft <laughs> Office. Um, so... So yeah, I know what? it's weird, right? <laughs> what? It's a it's a that hard right to a beer for this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why do you worse think than it any is? of my segues? So, no, I, oh, well, so I need to... fuck you. Um, anyway, so <laughs> Microsoft Office, Word, and Excel are the two pinnacle programs 
to uh, to word process and then also to do spreadsheets. Why in the hell has that not been open sourced? Wait, what? Microsoft Word and Microsoft Office are the two preeminent programs for word processing and making spreadsheets. Nobody can do, can use those unless they purchase Microsoft Office for the non-student, non-professional rate is like it's like two hundred bucks. Yeah, to take the whole office suite. So you're basically just saying it's a monopoly, like the government's been trying to do for twenty years. The government is not Bill Gates. I think they trademarked it. Okay, the government, not government. I'm sorry, but like uh, lobbyists is it lobbyists. Yeah, no, the lobbyists have been doing that for twenty years. Which back in the 1990s, uh, it definitely came under fire for being considered a monopoly. Uh, no, it was considered a trust, which is like a monopoly. Where basically, what happens with the trust? It's like, oh, you own too many. Con- <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> oh man, no, this, this, you're, you're <laughs> right in my like, wheelhouse right here. now. So I get. <laughs> no, oh man, I'm still get, awake, and it's getting weirder. I get really. Uh, this is. I get really emotional about this subject. So trust is basically, oh, you own too many companies, and you do yes, things. Yes, we know what we know what a trust and a monopoly are. N- no, I not, would some ex- people don't. Okay. Explain, explain, please. A tr- so a monopoly is, okay, there's oil in the world. No, no, a better example is De Beers. De Beers owns the rights to basically every diamond ever produced in the world. They're the first ones to buy it, and they set a price for it, and then anyone who buys that diamond is based off of the De Beers price because they own the monopoly. They, so, they own the majority of diamonds, mm-hmm. mines, mines in Africa, yeah. and therefore they can arbitrarily inflate the price. So... They may they say oh diamonds are rare. It's not true. No, diamonds not, are yeah. very. It's actually it's also the the product of an excessively uh, fantastic marketing campaign. Yeah. In the, the 19th. early twentieth century. Yeah. Where it said oh diamond means love. You yeah. should use it to en- get engaged. And just got ingrained right there in the yeah. Americana. If, if so, you haven't that, seen that's another that that's a completely yeah. okay. So that's monopoly. Right? So it, it, trust. Show, what was the show that talks about it? Uh, some, ruins everything. Adam oh, ruins Adam ruins everything. everything. Adam ruins great, everything. great, great little show. If you haven't seen that episode, you can actually look it up on YouTube. There's, there, there's a YouTube video that's five minutes, and they have an entire episode dedicated okay, to Tyler, it. Okay, right, Tim, explain so, trust to us. You a know, trust is basically office. you own several companies that involve the same product. So say you own an oil company that also owns uh, public transit and car making. So it's like, oh, you can more efficiently get gasoline to your public transit and the yeah. cars that you make. So you own several entities. Microsoft would be one. They own an operating system. They also own programs that go to the operating system. They also own... The computers themselves. Exactly. So that's a trust where you have several companies. What happens is with the trust, a lot of prices end up going down. And so people will consider that to be a monopoly because, oh, you're more efficient. You own too many companies. You're too big therefore you run it you run it exactly so 20 years ago microsoft was accused of being a trust so big that they're monopoly so that they have a run and own everything in any computer related product which is absolutely not true okay so that's that's not my point though so if you think about well that was tyler's point and i wanted to base. he was like Um, oh they've been trying to for 20 years, the government's trying to get rid of them as a monopoly. They're not no, no, a monopoly. No, no, not get rid of them, but the thing is, like, they're trying to regulate. Okay, so, okay, look at look at um, open-sourced softwares out there. Um, or let's look, let's look at even something even that corporate-owned, uh, Google. 
Gmail. Almost everybody has a Gmail account. Actually, I know a lot of people who have still, like, they still use either Yahoo. Okay, that sure, doesn't matter. I bet that if you add up the number of people <laughs> that had a non-Gmail account versus the number of people that had Gmail accounts, the Gmail accounts are going to win. Yeah, sure. Probably You're not going to be able to argue against him until you hear his full point. Diarrhea. Point. Exactly. Um, so that is opened up as a free service. Microsoft Outlook is not. Mm. You, you can only use that if you buy the Office Suites or buy that specific program, and you would never do that without buying the full suite. Um, however, there's not a good, solid, multi-platform word processing software out there. There's, there's OpenOffice, which is a ripoff of Microsoft, which is okay, but it saves in its own uh, um, proprietary file type is like obt or something that nothing else can read yeah but you can convert the file it, it's actually not you, you gotta save it back to like a, a version of doc 2000 or something <laughs> yeah, i still I, I use notepad i'm that's how lost i am I, <laughs> so i i totally understand your point why isn't there an open source and it's actually goes back to what tyler was saying with the whole trust monopoly thing it's because microsoft office is so good and they have the money to spend the time and go out and make a product. They, they can continu continuously update this product and make it better, make it good for everyone. It all right, so it's been kind of a, a weird and slightly all over the place podcast tonight. Uh, and we like to close it with <laughs> our personal picks of the week. So something we're revisiting, something current, something that's coming in the future, or, or whatever else we suggest you do. Uh, who wants to go first? Who's got something? Uh, Anybody got anything? Uh, this is Paul. Uh, uh, my pick hey, is uh, Battle of the Bastards, Game of Thrones. Easily one of the best hours of television I've ever seen in, in my life. Probably like the best episode of Game of Thrones. Um, just so satisfying from beginning to end. Fucking love that show. It was a Fucking fantastic episode. It was 68 Which minutes of glory. I hope... Eric, that reminds you that your pick has something to do with Game of Thrones. Thank you. I appreciate you. Right I was now. supposed to remind you. I about. love how the battle was like gritty and like, you know, you follow John and like the, you see the pile of bodies, and, which is absolutely something that would happen in medieval warfare. Yeah, he almost gets suffocated by the bodies. Oh, and that was torment, like, bites that was his unscripted, that was too. <laughs> that, oh. that, that sequence was unscripted. They were got three days behind in shooting, and the director was like, I got to come up with something to make up the time because we only have 25 days to do this. And he emailed David and Dan, the creators of Game of Thrones, and said, hey, I can't do this scripted. This is my idea. What do you think? And he was waiting for HBO, everyone, all the executives call him and be like, you're an asshole. You fucked up. You're never working for us again. 15 minutes later, he got an email from David and Dan and said, well, sucks you can't do it as scripted. Sounds like a great idea. Go ahead and do it. And it's one of the best sequences <laughs> in the episode. It, so good. Following the veins of Game of Thrones, like I, I could have seen John getting buried beneath, you know, piles of his friends. Yeah, that would have been yeah, a crazy death. So great, and I love how like Ramsay laid the trap. He just jumped right into it. Oh, and it, was it was brilliant. Just, oh man, and I wish Rickon like zigzagged. That, but, right. you know, but that so, shot so a little roll of, on the left or the right, man. Come that on. shot of John taking his belt off as the 
horses are galloping towards him and he's like i'm going to die so i don't want anything restricting me because i'm going to take out as many of these motherfuckers oh, as i can and he just, he just <laughs> fucking love that nailed with horses oh, <laughs> oh it's amazing and he spends probably five minutes just staring at carnage around him he tries to swing at somebody and they get killed by something else and and like, yeah, remember he grabs somebody and an arrow gets in his eye and it like drops him. It's like, oh, I love that. Oh, so I, good. Oh, Even at the so end when he's like rushing towards uh, when Ramsey he picks up the and the arrows come at him and he's like blocking. He has the Mormon shield. shield. Yeah, the oh. the yeah, it's a Bear Island shield. Yeah. Oh, it's oh it's so great. And he just like almost beats him. To, oh, just love everything about that episode. Baby. All right, uh, who's up? Who's got something? I'll go next. Tim, my pick of the week. Ash vs. the Evil Dead, because yeah. seriously, <laughs> I know I've done it a thousand times before, but this is the best horror series on TV. It's better than Walking Dead. If you're a fan of the original yeah. All right. Evil Dead trilogy, you're going to love this show. It's more Evil Dead 2 than Army of Darkness, oh. but it's amazing, and it's super gory. It's on stars. Evil Dead 2 is still pretty campy. Yeah. I mean, there's a but, scene where, you know, Bruce Campbell's there laughing with a light on a, yeah. on a, on a desk. Yeah. So, and each, each <laughs> like episode. Favorite moment, I yeah. like how the deer head laughs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, that's the best thing ever. So, it, it's great. If anyone wants to watch it, they live near, uh, in, near Anaheim. I bought the first season because I'm that guy. Oh, you didn't tell me that. Yeah, I have the first season. Oh, if do you, you want to watch it? it oh, well, I'm totally. Out. Hell yeah. yeah Fucking anytime. watch that with you. Absolutely, anytime. I told Eric a long time ago, oh, the pilot like episode. Do you have it or do you pre-order it? Like, it's on, I own it on iTunes. Holy oh, shit. Nice. Hey, man, I need to visit. Watch <laughs> yeah. that shit. Anytime. The DVD comes out in September, I think, and that's right before the second season starts. But hey, yeah, that's pretty we common. got at least, ten, there's 10 episodes right now and there's 10 more coming. So it's Bruce Campbell fighting zombies. It's gory as shit and it's funny as hell. And it's Sam Raimi directing it. Or uh, the, he, he has a creative input to it. Oh, okay. He directed the pilot episode, which is easily uh, easily one of the best episodes of the series so far, but okay. the, re- the rest of the episodes, I'd say around episode 8, 8, 9, and 10 are a string of episodes that could be a movie upon its own, and they're phenomenal. Alright, so, right on. Yeah. Ash vs. Evil Dead, people. Get mm-hmm. on it. Chris Tyler, who's up? Um, well, two picks, I would have to say. Um, Drink, by the way, because <laughs> there's yep. two picks. I'm sorry. Um, Spider-Man 2, just because he said. <laughs> and uh, if you guys are comic book fans or um, have any interest in it, um, Rebirth just started. It's pretty good for what it is. but DC it's pro- Comics. Yeah, DC Comics. It's probably the easiest way to get into uh the big name comics right now because everything's restarting. The storyline's just getting there. But the comics are going fast. So if you can pick them up, pick them up now. Don't wait. <laughs> and I'm normally not a DC guy, but I loved Rebirth Part 1. Like, I thought it was, that was, that was Yeah, I, was oh, saying, I yeah? thought you weren't yeah. a fan of Rebirth. Yeah. I, I wasn't a fan of it, but... I liked it. I, I thought it was pretty what cool. The, what they, and what the they've done the is end, they, I thought that was pretty cool. Like, they they did a whole good on you for not spoiling that. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. they did a whole um line of this is where this story is gonna start and the story could end any time, but everything is starting. It's a starting point. So that's why I'm saying if you're you're interested in comics, you can pick this up. So okay. Like, yeah. Fair. Yeah. I I personally yeah. thought it was crap. 
<laughs> like I, I really. What was it was your pick then? But Chris like, just wants so you to read comics. Yes, I want you to read it's comics. Your pick, but you're like, it's crap. Like, it, you know? Well, the first, the, the the first part, which is the actual rebirth, I thought that was crap. Everything else is good. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, all right. So this is good in there. Yeah. All right, Tyler, what you got? Um, so I have two picks as well. Uh, drink so, again. Yeah, drink again. Uh, so um, my first pick, I just forgot it. <laughs> he made you drink for no reason, people. God damn it. I am. Uh, okay, so okay, you know what? So my other pick is go to a brewery. Uh, if you have some free time, which I don't have very often uh, or at all, um, go to a brewery and just get a beer. Just fucking relax. Cause it's, God damn it. Josh doesn't um, know how to do that either. Yeah, no, it's yeah. I wish I just wish I had like a, an hour, um, and I can't remember that one. It was oh South Park Stick of Truth. Uh, if you if you pre-order uh, the fractured butt hole on um, <laughs> either through Ubisoft or on PSN, I think or on Xbox. Ubisoft. Yeah, the publisher. Ubisoft. Anyway, Ubisoft. It, Ubisoft. Yeah, I it was oh, Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, I don't know. It was Ubi. I thought it was known as Ubi. Who Ubi? cares? Ubi. You tomato tomato. Ubisoft. <laughs> anyway, so um, if you if you if you pre-order the game, you get it for free. So South Park: Secret Truth. Um, have that and just go get a fucking beer. It's like I need one. <laughs> All right. So this is Eric, and uh, my pick. Thank you, Tim, for reminding me of this. Is actually the film I watched today for the 365 Day Movie Challenge. Um, I'm on a Western kick this week. Last week was crime dramas. This week is Westerns. Uh, go to our website if you want to see more about what we actually watched. But the movie today was Michael Fassbender's film, Slow West. It, it is a fantastic Western. It, like the title says, it is slow. It is kind of a slog to get through. But every scene that Fassbender is in is just glorious. And at the end of it, it has a fantastic commentary upon how you look at life, your your individual outlook about what makes something good and what makes something bad. And the reason the segue from Game of Thrones came from is Sandor Clegane, the Hound. Rory McCann. Is in this film. Awesome. Yeah. And, like, seeing him, I didn't recognize, but every time he spoke, it's like, I know that voice. <laughs> Uh, How are you picking the movies for the 365 challenge? It's it's completely um, based on our own personal picks. It's yeah. what we want to oh, watch. Okay, so well, I mean, cool. Like, can I give you a recommendation? Yeah, the Ip Man trilogy. I watched part three. Oh my god, I wanted to cry. I'm, I'm gonna do a kung fu movie oh, man, series. I so yeah, wanted to yeah. cry. Watch right. that one. <laughs> I don't know what Tyler's on right now, but right now I'm on a mafia movie kick. So I watched yeah. Goodfellas last night. I'm just doing everything random. And well, I I'm trying to give myself. Like, next week, I'll probably do horror movies because there's a couple of horror movies I want to rewatch. And then, like, Conjuring 2, I haven't seen yet, so I'd like to do oh, that. But so good. Yeah. Right now, I need to do. I'm working on Mafia movies, so I, well, I was started. I got halfway through Godfather today, so I'm going to go home and finish Godfather, which another just phenomenal. Well, for I've me, never seen Godfather Part 3, so part of this week eh. is going to be. I'm going back through. God, I, I own Godfather Part 3. That's the joke, is I bought the trilogy in a box set. And just never finished it, even though I've owned it the for like eight years. The four disc or the five disc one, because part two was in two discs. Was it that one? Like the, I, the, the, the how nice the hell black should I know? The nice black. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so, uh, uh, but yeah, go to go to the website. Go to thegrandgeekgathering.com. Yeah. Uh, under articles, you'll see our 365 days movie challenge. There's a bunch of us that are competing in it, or not competing, but taking part in it. 
And when Seven. we miss a movie, there's going to be some video punishments that will be a lot of fun. I almost um, missed one, but I got it. It's Nick of Time with Modern with mo- Modern Times, short film. What ki- what kind of punishments uh, were you guys? Oh, uh, we, we've got some fun stuff. So some of it is yeah. is very benign. It's like you're the beer bitch on an episode of The Gathering or something else, or the instigator. So anytime somebody's you're you could be in the middle of a point. If somebody says that they need a beer, you have to stop your point and get up and go get a beer. Or it could be really depressing where you have to sit there and take Tyler explaining to you why the Green Lantern is the greatest comic book movie yeah, ever yeah, made. It's, it's another one where you have to be basically. <laughs> oh, Lord. Is that <laughs> right? that, that's like a punishment for all oh, our God. listeners, too. There's another one called The Instigator where, you, where somebody, will, somebody will say an opinion and you have to basically like uh, debate them. Oh my Regardless, God. Eric we, and I already we do, do that, that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, when we agree with each other, we still fight. This yeah. whole podcast was nothing but this. But it could be something. <laughs> but it could be something that you completely agree with, and you have to fight. I with do it. that anyway. But, That's literally yeah. what, what happened with. The, I devil advocated the shit out of. That was uh, like, Eric that was like a year ago. You no, it was like six months ago. When you but trolled you got, me hard about... Oh, he was so angry uh, at the end of that podcast. It was about spoilers, too. It's like, oh, you fucker. Um, yeah, no, it oh, was right yeah, after... the spoilers don't ruin the movie. Yeah, yeah it was that? right after uh, Force Awakens had come out. <laughs> Bag over here. Um, but other punishments are like, um, you have to jog a mile on the beach wearing a, an ill-fitting onesie. Uh, you have to reenact <laughs> D. Voodoo's Victor lead in your underwear. Which have you? Oh man! You I, have to follow a YouTube makeup tutorial. <laughs> you know, things like that. Uh, that. That'll be. You, have you haven't thing. seen D. Voodoo's YouTube video. You have to stream a game, or you have to play a game. Um, oh, wearing, wearing a, a dog cone. A dog cone, the cone of shame. Stream uh, a game on Twitch. Shame <laughs> of shame of cones. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so thanks for tuning in. Uh, you can check out our shows and offerings on iTunes and visit our site, thegrandgeekgathering.com. Go ahead, l- subscribe, rate, and review us. We love comments, questions, requests, and nudes. Uh, yes, even you, Tim. Uh, you can s- contact us I'll on get nude our right website. Now. I was trying to block that out, but I can't. Remember, I got meaty clackers. And don't forget to join in on the drinking game as well. To stay updated, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and stream us on Twitch.tv. This show has been brought to you by thegrandgeekgathering.com. Join the gathering and Tim's meaty clackers. Have a great week. <laughs> and GGG. GGG. Glory holes. Tim has meaty clackers. Tim's Luke meaty Crate. clackers coming this summer. Oh, is that going to be the name of this episode now? <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's like, like an hour-long payoff for that crappy show. No. <laughs> like, what's going on in this conversation? <laughs> <laughs>